0: Welcome to the Climate Realist. Here, we'll talk about realistic and achievable things you can do to help with climate change. Personally, I believe the Earth's climate is changing in a major way and that most of it is human-caused. If you are skeptical, please listen anyway. I respect your point of view, and this podcast may help you to understand what all the fuss is about. At the very least, you'll hear a lot of ways to save money. This week, we're going to talk about electric and hybrid pickup trucks. An ideal electric vehicle is one without the range anxiety. Hybrid vehicle designs a big category. Most people get the distinction between a pure battery electric vehicle, a hybrid and a plug-in hybrid. In my opinion, most of the current hybrid car designs are completely backwards. They are slightly electrified conventional gas vehicles and certainly not the best of both worlds. They have both conventional and electric drivetrains essentially running in parallel. Part of what we're going to talk about today is a special type of plug-in hybrid. Vehicles that are EVs first but have a smaller gas-powered motor generator that's only connected to the drivetrain through the battery. You can think of this as a series hybrid or a range-extended electric vehicle. By starting with a pure electric design, series hybrids avoid a huge amount of mechanical complexity that's necessary to get the power from the gas engine to the wheels. There's transmissions with changeable gears, transfer cases, drive shafts, etc. Let's face it, many of us in North America like to drive full-size pickup trucks, so we're going to focus on these today. It's kind of ironic that the archaic body on frame design of all traditional North American full-size trucks is also the easiest to electrify. Why is this? Because the frame is completely separate from the cab and cargo box. Physically, they're connected by just a few bolts. And the engine and the drivetrain are all connected to the frame, not the body. So in concept, you can use the same body quite easily with either a conventional gas-powered vehicle or an electric vehicle. As long as the frame has the same connection points to bolt onto, either will work. So along comes Ford with her F 150 Lightning electric pickup truck over a year ago. The body is very similar to the gas powered F 150. Ford developed a pure electric drive system and a strong frame optimized for electric but with similar mounting points so that they could then bolt on an otherwise conventional cabin box. Brilliant. Even more important, they designed it to be a work truck first. Certainly they have more luxurious models, but they designed a truck and price point that would appeal to hardworking tradespeople and municipal governments. More brilliant. GM has taken a different tack with their Chevy Silverado EV based on their Ultium Electric platform. This is planned for release in 2024. It's a more daring design than the Ford or Ram models discussed here because it doesn't have a conventional frame. Since the 1930s, almost every pickup truck has had a similar frame design. Cars used to be built this way too, until unibody designs took over in the 60s. The Silverado battery assembly itself serves as a structural member of the frame. While this can seem like a small detail, it's a really big departure from old school truck design. It certainly makes sense from an electric vehicle point of view because the heavy battery can be kept as low as possible and needs substantial protection and strength anyway. If you look at a picture of the Silverado EV, it differs from their gas-powered model in a very fundamental way, right where the box meets the cab. With a gas-powered Silverado, or almost all other pickup trucks, the box is separated from the cab by an inch With the Silverado EV, there's no gap or seam between the bed and the cab, and there's a slope transition from the cab to the box area. Well, the one-piece body box design certainly has some advantages, like allowing cargo to intrude into the back seat area. It also has the disadvantage of just looking different. It's also not apparent how a camper or a sled deck or other truck accessories would fit. The other thing that a separate box and body allowed was for less torsional rigidity in the frame. I don't know if you've ever watched a pickup truck with a heavy load navigate very uneven terrain, but there's a distinct twist that happens between the cab and the box. Back to the future sometimes becomes back to the past. General Motors has done a similarly radical truck style before. The weird, or beautiful depending on your point of view, avalanche trucks produced from 2001 to 2013 seems like they stopped making these for a reason are some truck drivers really so shallow that they would avoid buying these just based on style of course man a vehicle is like an extension of your personality automakers take note style counts the honda ridgeline medium-sized pickup also had a similar continuous body and box but had a unibody frame more typical of cars. It seems even Honda gave up on the seamless body box style because all the ridgelines since about 2017 have a very distinct seam between the body and the box and a relatively vertical back of the cab. Whether this seam is actually required or is a styling change is probably debatable. But again, hey, style counts. Personally, I really do like the look of the new Silverado EV. Perhaps the style is the way of the future but don't take truck styling advice from me. I'm just the climate realist. The GM electric trucks seem to be targeting more a luxury end of the range, but you have to start somewhere. I found it particularly odd that GM would decide to first release an electric Hummer. They could barely sell the gas powered Hummers, so I'm not sure why they're thinking that the same people will buy an electric one. Perhaps there's some thought of military customers. For the rest of us, Even if you have six figures to spend on an ungainly environmental disaster on wheels, an electric Hummer may not be the best candidate for a vehicle to help save the climate. Similarly, they focused on Cadillac being their first fully electric line. Again, this somewhat counterproductive treatment of electric being some sort of a luxury, as opposed to a way of reducing carbon output. For the same amount of money, the planet would be better off having two or three basic Chevy electric trucks on the road, Or half a dozen Chevy Bolts than one ultra expensive Hummer. But realistically, GM had to start somewhere. Hopefully, much less expensive models will follow. Another downside to GM's electrification plan. They made a very strange decision from my point of view to stop supporting Apple CarPlay and Android Auto in any of their future electric vehicles. Like many people, I really like to be able to use my phone as my trusty navigation co-pilot and having all of my familiar music, contacts and communication available in a safe way in the vehicle. At this point in time, I would not buy any vehicle that did not support Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and surveys have shown that about 90% of people take the same stand. I think this decision may prove to be an existential risk for General Motors. Hopefully, they will reconsider. Anyway, from a climate realist perspective, Ford wins this round simply because having a less expensive vehicle available means that more of them can be on the road, replacing gas-powered vehicles, all meaning less CO2. But from the truck customer's perspective, the electric F-150 and GM offerings have a built-in disadvantage. Range anxiety is a common complaint for any EV, but in the case of trucks, It's even more serious because they sometimes need to haul heavy or non-aerodynamic loads. Think of a load of hay bales, an ATV, snowmobiles or a camper. These take a lot of energy to push through the air. And towing trailers is especially inefficient. If you put a 20-foot boat or a travel trailer behind it, your range is drastically affected. And trailers often weigh more than the towing vehicle itself. If you're trying to pull the travel trailer loaded with camping supplies up steep hills, the range is suddenly a small fraction of what it might be unloaded on a flat road. Your favorite little mountain lake camping spot might be out of reach unless you opted for the most expensive long range model. The last place you want to run out of gas is up in the bush and it would be so much worse if you're driving an EV. The same concept applies for delivering hay or pulling a horse trailer range will be drastically affected. Then along comes Ram, what we used to call Dodge Ram back in the day. And they've come out with an electrified Ram Charger that takes a similar tack to Ford. Electric drivetrain from the ground up with a fairly conventional cargo box and body bolted on top. Well done. But they have an extra surprise, the 2025 Ram Charger REX. This starts with a pure electric Ram Charger design But in a surprise move, they added a secondary gas-powered motor to charge the battery while driving when necessary. This extends the range to nearly 700 miles or 1,000 kilometers and allows for long-range towing. Now we're talking a proper truck. Now maybe you're thinking that your beefy V8 has the same torque or horsepower as this electric vehicle. Nope. And maybe you think your Cummins or Power Stroke turbo diesel has more torque. Sorry, no electric beats these hands down. Of course, if you actually need a heavy-duty vehicle like a one-ton truck, then you'll know that any of these half-ton trucks will not do for your use case as the components just aren't robust enough. Have a listen to episode one of this podcast, Good Old Boy with a Big Old Truck. Now certainly one-ton electric pickups are entirely realistic. Full-size semis even have been electrified. It's all a matter of time. As a concrete example of the beauty of the hybrid gas diesel electric design you need to look no further than train locomotives. They may on the surface seem like they are diesel powered, but did you know the diesel locomotive engine has no connection to the drive wheels? The diesel powers a generator wired to a motor controller which is then wired to powerful electric motors. Diesel locomotives have seriously been this way almost from the start. Steam engines produced incredible torque all the way from zero speed. Same with electric motors. If diesel locomotives needed to have transmissions, clutches, and other truck-style drive components, they may not have replaced steam at all. The diesel-electric drive system turns out to be superior to even diesel-hydraulic. Locomotive designers figured this out 60 or 70 years ago. Of course, any discussion of electric pickup trucks needs to acknowledge the shiny elephant in the room, Tesla. Their Cybertruck was announced in 2019, but it's still not available for sale. Instead of a body-on-frame design like conventional trucks, or even a skateboard design, the Cybertruck has a stainless steel exoskeleton. This makes the vehicle look like something out of a 1982 Blade Runner movie, or ironically, the Lotus Esprit car submarine from a 1970s James Bond film. Its resemblance to the DeLorean stainless steel car from the 1980s, classic film back to the future also can't be missed. But Tesla didn't set out for this to be the previous century's version of futuristic. It seems to me that they designed the body this way because of manufacturing limitations of the extremely strong stainless steel that was chosen. I suspect that this material can't be stamped like conventional rounded auto body parts, which requires some degree of malleability. Perhaps this material can only be bent along straight lines. Either way, It resulted in a very angular vehicle with a huge and extremely low sloped windshield. I'm not privy to all the factors that led to the Cybertruck's design appearance. It used to be the car designers would literally sculpt the body out of clay. In the 1950s, cars had a ladder frame underneath with a sexy curvy body bolted on. The curviness was possible because the steel used in auto bodies was malleable enough to be stamped into a wide variety of shapes. On the other hand, perhaps the Cybertruck illustrates what happens when you insert an arbitrary requirement in front of all the other requirements. Why did this truck need to be bulletproof? And why did it need to use face-grade stainless steel? Perhaps the shape is just the most cost-effective to manufacture at scale. Elon Musk's real genius is not just designing cool products. It's designing cool products that are better in every way than the conventional competition and can be manufactured profitably at huge scale. To be fair, even realistic, I would never bet against Elon Musk on anything related to engineering, or even more importantly, manufacturability. So why does it matter how this vehicle looks? Because people care. The shape of the Cybertruck seems somewhat fundamental to the materials and design, and it may not be easy for Tesla to follow up with a truck with a more conventional appearance and form factor. We'll see in 10 years. Is the Cybertruck what truck buyers want? Will the look be greeted with a thumbs up or with memes and ridicule? Probably both. What will your existing camper or snowmobile deck look like on this truck? Most importantly Will the shape be embraced by the existing conservative and notoriously brand loyal buyers of Ford, GM and Ram trucks, or even Toyota buyers? I seriously have my doubts. Will it sell to urban buyers who've never had a truck before? Probably so. Now, I'm sure there will be lots of people that buy Cybertrucks simply because it's cool technology or as a way of caring for the planet. And fair enough. But I have a feeling that the main market for Cybertruck is the same market as for early Tesla car fans. Unless people were already in the market for a truck or have a use for it, it would be better for the planet if they stuck to a Tesla Model X or Y. Or if you want a sexy curvy sports sedan that outperforms million dollar supercars, then get a Model S Plaid. Trucks aren't supposed to be sports cars. And let's not forget Rivian. This is a groundbreaking electric pickup truck design, yet fairly conservative looking. The thing is, it's not quite the size of full-size American trucks, so that alone might be a deal-breaker for some. Still, I'm a big fan of this company and the design. If you want to get a feel for Rivian, watch the documentary movie A Long Way Up, along with electric Harley motorcycles prototype Rivian trucks for the silent co-stars of this Ewan McGregor, Charlie Bourbon documentary buddy movie. I'll do a future episode on this movie. It does a great job of showcasing the reality, struggles, and beauty of doing long trips with electric vehicles. It's very much in the climate realist wheelhouse. So on balance, if you need a practical electric truck for truck purposes in the next year or two, then you should consider Ram, Ford or GM. And now there's real options available like Rivian And some of these brands seem to have beaten the Tesla Cybertruck to the available for sale starting line. If your current truck is still working perfectly well, then stick with it for a while, especially if you drive at a limited amount. There's a significant carbon footprint to manufacturing new vehicles. So, what should I buy? It's not for me to say but at least we're starting to have some alternatives. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Climate Realist.